0: Madame et Monsieur, et de bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles MacDonald, brought to you in association with Force Magazine on World Radio Paris. Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is the primetime fashion show for World Radio Paris, which is brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald, and I will be hosting the show exclusively, as always, for World Radio Paris. Both inside and outside the fashion scene, Paris is full of international media, talent, and personalities. Today, I am delighted to have with me French media royalty Raphael Paté. Descended from the renowned Paté cinema family, the international businessman. Model and socialite takes time out to speak about his experience of the fashion scene and his sound of luxury memories, as well as a host of stylish and witty anecdotes from all across the world. Good afternoon, Raphael, and thank you for taking time to speak to me in the interview, regardless of where you're based in the world. So where actually are you based this month?
1: So this month I'm in Barcelona. I'm really happy to be here with you, but I travel a lot. I'm a bit of a gypset. I don't know if you've heard the words. So I'm a little bit in, say, in Gustavia. Right now I'm in Barcelona and maybe tomorrow I'm in LA. You never really know. Uh, I saw a few weeks ago you were in Paris, but you don't live in Paris, do you? No, in fact, I used to live in Paris. It's a city I really like for the fashion, the way people dress. And I have a few clients there as well. So I go there quite often. I still have a lot of friends. I used to work on TV, but I'm not based there anymore. I do go there quite often, though. Okay,
0: well, for anyone who's just tuned in, who doesn't actually know about your background, your second name, Pathé, may give an indication as to who you are and what you do, would you like to tell the viewers and the listeners a bit more about your family history and what you're actually up to these days?
1: All right. So, let me try to make it short. So, the uncle of my great-grandmother, Marie-Louise Paté, created uh I don't want to say that he created the movie industry, but what he liked to do when he was a, a, a youngster, he started to buy um phonographs in fairs in different trade shows and he decided to turn that into an industry. So, he brought all the record industry, created all that. He re- he recorded himself um speeches and um, records and so it kind of started a little bit like the music business but at the same time he started to film uh, different uh, footage and uh, sessions he would go around and make it uh, the ancestor of the what's what are the news right now so he would go places film he would even use his own voice and these film would be projected in a movie theater people would go there and watch the news at the cinema and the brand now is known as pate his name was Charles Pathé. And so I descend from this family. And the funny thing is that he comes from a family of butchers. They used to make uh, sausages and, and pâté, actually, you know, pate, which, pate. which is the same. Yeah, they used to actually make pâté in the butcher's shop. That's what they had. But the son and the dad decided to create this business. And there are, I mean, the Charles Pathé was the uncle of my great-grandmother. So... Just like him, somehow, I'm a bit of a media person. I always wanted to work in TV, and so I worked a little bit for Pink TV in Paris. I also did a lot of interviews for Canal Web. It used to be one of the first startup uh, that uh, was interviewing artists. Uh, so that was uh, close to Champs-Élysées. So that's how I started my career. But also I do music. I'm a trained musician. I worked as a DJ. Uh, my DJ name was a, a son of luxury, Raphael Pathé. I also modeled in Milan, so... This was very exciting to meet designers doing that. I can't say I was a very successful model, but I have been a model, going to castings and understanding how it feels to to try to you know portray like the the vision of designers. And uh, yeah, I was in in uh, at the agency I.M.M. in in Milan, so it was just a little uh, what's the word appetizer of this whole fashion world. But also during my career in TV in music, I've met a lot of fashion designers, and I know that you're blog and the radio is very much about fashion. So people that I've met and designers are like Jean-Paul Gaultier that I met a few times. I went to a casting when I was like 18 in Paris wearing straight clothes and he liked it. He didn't hire me, but he liked it. And then I saw him again in London and he told me to go to ID Magazine and I met them. So there's a lot of uh, different uh, fashion figures that I've always met during my life. Or Gagliano actually used to go to um, the Queen Club all the time at five in the morning. He would be partying and uh, the day we create these amazing clothes, and so we were all kind of uh, going out and uh, talking and having fun and, and making a career. Wow, that's <laughs> so a lot of things. Sorry, I'm just a not bit... a lot more to
0: say. Gypsy, gypsy. No, this is your past, obviously, you've got a very, yeah. very strong media presence with being French media royalty. You've been very, very heavily involved in the fashion community. What is Raphael Pathy doing just now? I'm aware that you own quite a few very successful companies internationally. Could you take some time to tell me about some of these, what you do and what your aspirations are for the future?
1: Great question. Let me try to put all my things together. So basically, during all these years, I've been working as an on-camera host uh, for Bing TV. And also I started to shoot my own adventures as a DJ. And that is called Sound of Luxury TV. So Sound of Luxury TV is like different footage of me interviewing people, traveling, and I'm going to do more of that. This is something that I am really want to do now, right now in Barcelona, and I want to really invest more in that. Sound of Luxury TV is part of Sound of Luxury. The Sound of Luxury, which is a party that I host in different countries and luxury hotels where I DJ and I bring a luxurious feel to an event, to a party. Uh, The Sound of Luxury was created in London when I worked as a night promoter and a DJ, totally by accident, but I've always loved music. So when I had the opportunity to work as a DJ, it was just perfect. I created a party called Soiree Avenue Montaigne. So uh, this is something that is now called... Avenue Montaigne Club, part of Sound of Luxury, and it's an event that is a party where um, people can see visuals about fashion, Nouvelle Vague movies on screen while dancing, drinking champagne, having fun and feeling like a Parisian woman or Parisian boy, uh, trendy, you know, and uh, reminding, remembering of the um, uh, Nouvelle Vague vibe, the Jacques Rivette movies, Catherine Deneuve, how she looked in Belle de Jour. So that's Avenue Montaigne Club. Um, also preparing a um, DJ event. Uh, event called El Quarius. So it's kind of my rebranding of my whole DJ thing. And the idea is a party that involves water, costumes, vibes, different energies of crystals and colors and different music. So that's El Quarius. I also make drawings. It's called El Color. So I draw different, very colorful colors. I like Matisse and these kind of painters and Picasso.
0: With regards to the painting, what mediums do you use? Is Is it digital? Is it acrylic? Is it traditional? Is it multimedia? How do you tie this into your DJing and your international lifestyle?
1: So let me explain you why I like drawing. My mother is a painter and she used to take me to Art Basel when I was a child to Switzerland a lot and I always got very interested in pop art and very bright colors and I would I was always encouraged to draw when I was a child but colors and bright colors were always really what matters to me a lot. When I lived in Milan and worked as a model I met a group of people that were fashion designers and they used Pantone set pens and I started to draw with them and I loved the true colors that this brand has and I started to uh, draw uh, characters and colors and mix all that, and so now I've, I've I've realized like a lot of different drawings that I want to project on buildings on walls during this alquarius event. So the idea would be to have this visual experience, have them projected in mapping, building mapping as well. So this is something I'm working on at the moment. So I keep drawing right now in Barcelona during my travels, but I want to project that on walls, buildings, and that will be very exciting. So yeah. The <laughs>
0: So you've got so many brands and avenues and specialities from travelling all across the world. These all seem to be unified by, now maybe I'm correct in saying it's a portal. You have a, a master company called Trillion Way that all your different talents and all your different interests branch off of. Could you tell me more about what Trillion Way actually is and what we should expect to see from your website?
1: So first of all, uh, why did I call this company? It's a company that puts all my brands together. It's based in London and I called it Trillion Way Productions. Why Trillion? Because the Trillion cut is a way to cut crystals and, and gemstones and I love jewellery, by the way. We used to have jewellers in our family. And I love the word a trillion. Not just because it represents making trillion dollars or something, because why not? But also the tree, the three, the number three, the triangle. So I called it Trillion Way Productions. It's based in London. It's an entertainment consulting agency. And in the consulting, I can put all the brands that I've created through the years and the advice as well that is associated with each brand. So if you want to do an amazing event, if you want something amazing, you can have Soiree of de Montaigne. I can study it all around the world in luxury hotels. If you want some amazing visuals projected on the world, you can have my color uh, surveys, if I may say, and drawings and on-demand um, you know, projections and building mappings. If you want a very cool DJing event that's going to be phenomenal and amazing, Amazing and strange and surprising. You can have elquarius you know, with these amazing outfits and water and crystals. And if you want a very good footage, if you want someone that's going to interview you and put something kind of amazing, you can have the. You can be part of Sound of Luxury TV. There's also a little something that I didn't mention. When I moved to L.A. uh, seven years ago, there was a ghost in my house. And uh, I've always been very attracted to spirituality, astrology. And uh, this encounter with the ghost kind of brought something new in my life. And this synergy with L.A., made me uh, pay a lot of attention to vibrations around me and to start reading tarot. And all the celebrities and the people around me in Hollywood wanted me to do that for them. That's how I developed another brand, Raphael, the world's medium. So all that is part of Trillion Way Productions. So it brings paranormal music, interviews, DJing, uh, colors, and a lot of everything. (laughs) So yeah. it would
0: be fair to maybe say that you own a, a new age lifestyle agency?
1: Uh, yes, I mean, it's not just new age, but it's a little bit new generation in the sense that the gypset part, the gypsy part, where I think a lot of people nowadays don't see themselves just in one place. They have a maybe a Parisian uh, feel, a vibe or essence, but then they can bring it all around the world and uh, bring that with them everywhere. So... Um, Yes, I think this uh, voyage uh, dimension is definitely part of me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, because you travel so substantially around the world, mm, is it fair to say you have maybe two or three international bases? If so, where would you say they were? And how does your activities vary from city to city?
1: A very, very interesting question. So basically there's after LA and you know, I was a little bit bored with all the craziness, the pollution, even though I love the city, but I needed to get kind of Back to down to earth and get back to France, if I may say. And that's how I called a friend in St. Barts, uh, the, the island in the Caribbean where all the jet set goes for Christmas. So that's where I went two years ago. And I decided to reconnect with France, but not with friends as we know it in Paris, with the Parisians and the French people in the Caribbean, 9,000 miles away. And that's how I became a resident in St. Barts. We connected with fashion, I have to say, because the way people dress there is amazing. And also, it's one of the places where um, this big brown I guess I can name them, but Vuitton or Hermès sell a lot of things and have special collections just for saint Barth. So if you don't go there, you will never have the bag, uh, the Vuitton bag with Saint-Barth's printed. It's a very special thing and uh, you have all the yachts and so but also you have this country kind of side to it, beach kind of side to it, where you can just wear flip-flops and then have like a 10 million dollar ring on your hand and you flip-flops and you... So it's a bit of a very interesting mix of um, rich people, models, very simple people as well that like to eat the quiche uh, on the beach and you know and like with the kids and so same but is definitely where my heart is but at the same time I love Spain and I discovered Madrid recently and I'm now in Barcelona which is like heaven on earth right now I think it's probably one of the best city in the whole galaxy as I'm talking to you and I love Vienna as well which is very traditional people are elegant and strict but I go there quite a lot as well and where else well there's LA of course that is a little bit crazy, but I know a lot of people there, so I always have to go back. And Puerto Vallarta in Mexico, which is a place where I spend winter between St. Bart and Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta is a little bit like Barcelona, but a bit more exotic and a bit uh, more dangerous sometimes. But it has all these wild animals and the jungle behind, and it's got some wild cats and, 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 and exotic fruits. And so it's a very good uh, way to combine... The a feeling of Europe with a feeling of America mixed with Mexico, which is the unknown somehow on the Pacific coast. And what do I do in all these places where well, I love to meet people? I do a bit of reading. I do a bit of music. I interview people. I talk to people. I connect with people. I'm a person's person. I don't know if you can say that, but I meet hundreds of people in every country. I like to discover, to learn languages and to gypset. I think that's really the word meet the cool people, travel, be a bit here and there, taste, discover and work a little bit. And I'm writing a book.
0: You mentioned that you were writing or in the process of writing a book. I can't even imagine what would be in this book. Would you like to tell me and the listeners a little bit more about it? Of course.
1: So the book basically is about my life. And it's it could sound pretentious to write a book about your life. But the reason it's happening is because I was in Vancouver for a while in Canada. And I met a psychic medium there who very nice guy who said to me, I met him by accident, by the way, it's not like I was trying to get a reading or something. So I met this person and they said to me, you're going to write a book. It's going to be very successful. It's going to be a movie in Hollywood. And I said, why not? I started to write it three years ago and I already wrote about 120 pages. The story is about... Me, when I was a child, I wanted to, you know, travel, be on TV and do a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of ghosts around. And the whole thing actually happening. And there's a story around it, different countries I visited, this progression between fashion when, you know, I was a model, I was surrounded by fashion people. Then after that, more like television, then music, then astrology and vibration and intensive traveling <laughs> and language learning. And so this, uh, this is my story, basically. It's very difficult to uh, put the finger on your story. What is your story? It's the first question people ask you in L.A. It's a question now I can answer. And I can answer it on 300 pages. So this is the book that I'm writing at the moment.
0: And when should we expect to see the, the final print or digital copy in the next year or so? Or are you still writing the book with every new journey?
1: So no, actually I finished the story, The all the chapters are already written, not written, the uh, structure is written, but I need to actually finish filling up every chapter because everything starts when I was like five years old, when I was a little child, so there's a lot of things to say and there will be a number two, but the first uh, structure is written, I need to fill up all the final chapters because there are some chapters that I'm more keen on writing and some others a little bit stressful some things in Paris that I need to recall and all these people I met and the crazy stories. This is a part that's going to be a little challenging to write. That's what I'm on as well. But uh, we could expect to see it maybe next year with my company, Trillion Way Production. I will be able to edit it. I will uh, launch it in London, edit it in London, and then in the US. But I really want it to be in London because London has a dear it's like, uh, it's like family. It's uh, one of my favourite city where I really feel home in the world. So I will launch it in the UK, Brexit or not.
0: <laughs> I think that the B word has been pretty much barred from our office. Now, some of our readers have got questions, and this is actually a top one which came to our attention. Every other month you're travelling to a brand new city or country. I believe you're going back to Mexico for December.
1: Yes, I should be going back to Mexico in December and a bit in St. Bart's, probably for the new year. And it's difficult to pack the right clothes and to carry the beauty products and with the people at the TSA, like the controllers, the people that check your bags are just worse and worse. I don't have a jet or a helicopter yet, so I have to travel like everyone and uh, probably for the rest of my life. So it's just very difficult to pack the right things. And so what I would advise people is to always have a few colorful items of, of, of a pair of good shoes, a pair of trainer, a pair of like comfortable shoes, and um, simple things. Bring what you like the most, and that's uh, the lightest. And don't go to cold destination.
0: So you believe in the when you're packing your suitcase to go traveling, the capsule wardrobe. I think it was called in the invented the nineteen eighties by Carolina Herrera, I believe, or Donna Karen. I think it was actually Donna Karen and it's 14 items of clothing and it's all you'll pretty much ever need your
1: entire wardrobe in a suitcase. I think, yes, I think my suitcase fits that, but also the other thing I would recommend to people who travel all the time and that's a new thing I've, I've decided. I have clothes in every countries in a store storage, I have two luggage of shoes and things, like I have a little bit in Vienna, a little bit in Barcelona, a little bit in Ibiza and at the end of the day, it saves you so much uh, stress, just keep some luggages here and there, don't take everything with you so when you arrive somewhere, you know, you have a little little piece of luggage waiting for you. So these 14 items, yes and no. Because if you only have 14 items, what if you're invited to an event and you've got to stay in on something? You know, you want to kill yourself. So maybe it's better to keep things here and there, like a gypsy, and then you know there's something waiting for you. If the shops are closed or if something happens, if you lose your suitcase, keep clothes everywhere. That's my advice. A little shoes, little socks, little underwear, little coats, everywhere.
0: Um, your go-to favourite designers, any Preferred designers that you choose to wear, that you take inspiration from for your
1: international lifestyle. So you know the thing is, like designers change every year. So there are some brands that I used to love, like Gucci, for instance, had amazing shoes and cuts. And now I don't know. There's another designer. I don't know if I really like what they do. So it depends really from one edge to another. But there are certain classics that I like. I love Hermes. I think Hermes does the best stuff in Vienna. I was always, I mean, I didn't buy too much things from there but this is exactly I love Hermès what they do currently right now it's my favorite brand
0: and finally access to all the world celebrities jet set DJing artist media personality you must have some celebrity gossip maybe you could share one or two little stories with the readers before you go off
1: so I don't know if you have gossips, but I can, I can share experience that I had with them. Jean-Paul Gaultier is a person I've seen many times when I was uh, working in London as a dancer at different fashion shows and it's a person that seems really fun and I feel that no matter how famous he is, he's always really surprised when he sees something special or a special haircut. Or He's still very open, I find, to people that have something special and original and I like that about him. It seems that it's not just about the business, it is also a creative person, an artist and um I think it's one of the most important uh, person in fashion that I've ever had the chance to meet yeah
0: and any other designers? Any other inspirations? Artists such as Orlan, stylists, photographers?
1: So, um, in terms of, uh, I would say more like in terms of designers as well, you know, there's Kritos uh, uh, I feel, is kind of a cool, like Cypriot uh, designer. I used to go a lot in Cyprus and know him as a friend, so I really like the print he does and he's very big in Japan and he's a very fun person to hang out with. And also Rico Wentz who was very kindly, lent me some clothes back then from his press office for a TV show as hosting. And he's wife, Michelle, who are really amazing people and uh, it was just a pleasure to uh, work with them and hang out with them and uh, have them lending me clothes and inviting me to their parties. <laughs> Very nice people.
0: Okay, well, Raphael, what else can I say apart from it was an absolute pleasure to have you in the studio
1: with me today? Thank you so much for having me. It's amazing to rediscover Barcelona through your media and to, to talk to you and to talk about Paris and uh, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Ladies and gentlemen, Raphael Pathy. I hope you can join me for the next show where I will be giving my professional critique about the most recent international offerings for the spring-summer 2020 runway shows with Paris acting, as always, as the protagonist. With more details and features to follow, you can catch up with all the latest fashion news, views and reviews on forcemagazine.com and at F O R C Magazine on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on.